Hey football freaks, it's Alan. Just want to take the time here to let you know that this week's show is brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts. If you're thinking of doing a podcast, there is a way for you to do a show without having to become an audio editing master, a production whiz kid. You can just go to prettyeasypodcasts.com and get your own personal producer at a very, very low cost that'll be someone who can guide you, assist you, help you out with whatever you need, get your podcast off the ground. If you have an idea or a topic you want to talk about on a weekly basis, a daily basis, it doesn't matter. Go to prettyeasypodcasts.com, get started today. Take some of the hassle of starting a podcast off your shoulders and let the audio professionals at Pretty Easy Podcasts help you out. Pretty Easy Podcasts is where podcasters go to get their shows recorded and posted with a complete podcast studio at their disposal. Record from home or your office or anywhere, really. Pretty Easy Podcasts caters to your schedule and gives you a producer for your show at your beck and call. Go to prettyeasypodcasts.com, sign up today, be heard, have some fun podcasting, and don't let a lack of technical knowledge hold you back. Go to prettyeasypodcasts.com today. is the future this is not the past the new xfl will kick off in 2020 what the xfl is cooking it's still football but it's professional football reimagined this is our moment our story to tell this is history begun this is the xfl Welcome, football fans. This is the week of September 22nd, 2019. This is the road to 2020, and this is the XFL Show. I'm Alan. I'm Jake. I'm Vince. And I'm Bryant. This week, some major names hit the free agent market. Could the XFL be the next home for some of these notable players? It's episode 87, The Bad Boy Baller Dilemma. And we are only 20 weeks away, 20 weeks from kickoff 2020. And if you're hyped, you could call us at 724-565-4XFL, 20 weeks away, which means next week, Jake, I believe next week we will have, we will be closer to kickoff than we've ever been. Actually, we're closer to kickoff right now, aren't we? You're right. Never have we been closer to the beginning of the season as right in this moment. And here we are, closer than ever to kickoff, so we might as well talk a whole lot of XFL coming up on today's show. We will be getting into some of the free agent names that have hit the open market from the NFL this week. We'll also get into some interesting news that came out about the ballpark down in Dallas where the Renegades will play. But before we get into everything this week, going back to last week, a lot of great feedback, a lot of uh, fun on social media with everybody at XFL Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And most notably, I'd say, is that uh, since last week's show, everyone, Bryant has now become the new unofficial LA Wildcat Wildcats mascot, thanks to at XFL Wildcats on Twitter and uh, from now on, can we just refer to you as the Wildcat, Bryant? Bryant Wildcat Solorzano? <laughs> People don't know as I'm as spry as a cat, really, in in nature. It's, it's really quite amazing. <laughs> You're uh, light on your feet when you want to be. I know some people on this show will second that. <laughs> uh, the, 
Thank you, XFL Wildcat. Uh, that was great. Uh, it was really, if you guys hadn't checked, check it out. We retweeted it. The XFL retweeted it. It was basically a statement I had made last week about going to the uh, meet and greets for the XFL LA team. It was really just me stating the facts. They make you feel as part of the team. They make you feel like you are the 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 what do you call it? The building block towards 2020. Uh, so thank you to everyone over there for hosting and i can't wait to see everyone at the next one it's really a lot of fun and 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 those people will welcome you with open arms and like and you could tell uh, headlocks as well headlocks and opportunity to win stuff too right We're, we got giveaways coming up from the league and all the teams when it comes to uh, some tickets and merch that I, I believe we got going on brian yeah so it's like a four pack of tickets some cool merch to any game that all the teams are participating the league is part- participating themselves uh jake vince i'm sure you guys all filled out your uh your your questionnaires and your your ballots to to get your name drawn in there and hopefully get some, get you some tickets and some gear so jake you don't know which gear you'd actually want at this point yeah it's still too early don't rush. <laughs> it'd be great. We're only if, twenty weeks away, Jake. It'd be great if Jake never picked a team to root for, and he just only wore official league gear, just only with the league <laughs> that, logo. That's always on. an option. It is. It is. Although pulling I, I, for a league, not a team. <laughs> although I, I mean, we're all pulling for the league for sure, and I think uh, we, we all uh, are, are interested in what the season tickets experience is going to be like. We talked a little bit about it last week. How premium sitting on seating on the sidelines might be a thing and could be really cool and the fact is that uh, that day is is getting very very close uh shout out to at let's hit the road jay who's hyped up and hit us up on twitter at xfl show and uh was happy to get his season ticket process underway got an email from the la wildcats it looks like and uh People are out there retweeting these emails and screen grabs, Bryant, and people are getting the information on how they can get their tickets. They've put their their deposits down, and now it's really happening. Pretty soon, hard copy tickets will be in people's hands, or digital tickets, depending on what they chose. Uh, the, the ball is rolling when it comes to ticket sales. Yeah, it looks like they're going to be doing a digital season ticket process. Um, so if you put in your deposits, or you haven't, go ahead and do it now, but... To, this is starting to become real. It's it's been real for us for a long time because we've been covering it uh, since day one. But now for fans who put in these deposits, it, it's starting to become real now because they're getting contacted by the league. You're seeing more and more, like I said, of these meet and greets. This is something that, believe it or not, is closer now than it's ever been. It is, as Jake likes to say. And also, after last week's show, we we prompted you on social media. This is a really fun thing that happened this week. Uh, we asked you, how do you want to see the 2019 inaugural XFL draft handled by the league? And uh, fans came out all over the place on Instagram and Twitter, Brian, and, and gave us their thoughts on how they want to see the draft uh, handled and, and displayed by the league or broadcasted or whatever. Uh, we know we have huge plans for the draft, and you'll get a ton of draft coverage from us. But what what, what kind of answers do you, did we get from fans on, on social media? Yeah, I've been I've been solely focused on the draft outside of this show, really. So big plans coming from this is the XFL show as it comes to the draft. But we did get uh, you know a lot of feedback. I posted the question, and the question simply was, "How do you want to see the 2019 inaugural XFL draft handed handled by the league?" And I just said, "Lead up, draft order, media coverage, etc." We had a lot of feedback. Uh, most people were saying that they wanted a you know, some type of casting from ESPN or Fox, some sort of simulcast or, or on one of the networks. I don't know how y'all feel about that. 
Uh, I did have somebody on Reddit, believe it or not, say uh, J underscore boy with three eyes. I don't need a live TV broadcast, but I would like to see individual picks with a video scouting report slash human interest story. So I think we talked about a few weeks ago where will the XFL be delving into the um, personal aspects of these picks, uh, Jeremiah Spicer being the example. And I think that's something that a lot of fans will want to see in here. Uh, the last one that I want to share here is from uh, George hopped on Twitter and he says, I just want the draft day to get here. The suspense <laughs> is killer. So it, it, it's, it's happening. And, and I want it to get here just as badly as he does. Yeah. And I, I know we're going to be doing our own thing, but it's interesting to, you know, hear globally, like what everybody wants to see when it comes to the draft. Some people don't care about a draft. Vince, you're a draft, Nick, you're crazy about drafts. I'm sure you need scrolls on the bottom and sidebars with yeah. names and information. How, how would your XFL draft day experience go? As a fan, well, as a fan, you know, I, you know, the way, you know, maybe a cliche answer, but you know, the way, yeah, the NFL handles their draft, you know, I think it's done very well. I would say, and I'd be, you know, more than happy to uh, to see that same type of presentation. I think they do a very good job, um, and and I think it's going to be critical. You know, a lot of people out there, they don't. They don't care about the draft. They just want to know the results. But I think for the people that do watch it, you know, they want to, they might really enjoy hearing stories about these individual players. Uh, and like, oh, I remember this guy, or oh, I've heard of him before. Uh, and then give a lot of good background on it. Uh, uh, I think that's something that could be very valuable. Uh, the NFL does an excellent job of that in like the first, you know, round or two. But then whenever it gets to the later rounds, they kind of don't care. But I think every, th- every player uh, deserves a spotlight here. I think that would be very important. Yeah, I'm all about the uh, the backgrounds, bios of these players because we've talked about it in the past. This league is going to be comprised of a whole lot of compelling stories. And the draft, I think, is a great platform for those to uh, be showcased a little bit. So we'll be trying to do a little bit of that. We'll see how the XFL hands it, handles it with their TV partners but it's going to be obviously a monumental uh, road road stop, pit stop on the road to 2020, uh, the draft coming up very, very soon. Uh, quick side note, uh, also, Jake, I don't know if you go to Reddit ever, but this week I figured something out, out about XFL Reddit. Anywhere you look up the XFL on that platform, every conversation is either uh, f- the draft and or free agents. Well, like I'd say 20% of the conversations about that. And then the rest is all concept jerseys. So if anybody wants to see concept jerseys for these eight teams, I'd, I'd say go check out Reddit. Brian, you, you threw some up here in our chat a little bit, a little while ago of, of some you found. I don't know, Jake, if you've seen any of these, but there are a lot of interesting concept jerseys that people are working real hard on. Yeah, I've only seen the ones that Brian's posted right here in the chat. Uh, I'm not sure who made them, but, you know, I'll just say they look too color rushy for me. You know, <laughs> a, a lot of monochromatic tones, you know, I, other than I, I like the Battle Hawks. I'll, I'll say that. But like D.C., red pants and red jersey, uh, L.A. I, Brian, I don't think you like that L.A. color, do you? That looks like, a, you know, Syracuse or Clemson there. Yeah, it's a little too orange for me. The, yeah. I would like to see some contrasting pants and and, and jerseys there. But it's, People are it's having just, a lot of fun with this. I'm sure we'll get these soon enough. Yeah, it's but. just rumor and innuendo right now. 
it's fun to it's fun to look at. So that's a, a cool thing I noticed at least this week that if you're into that sort of thing like Jake, definitely check it out. Uh, Reddit, social media, people are I can't believe how hard people are working on some of these concept jerseys. I mean, the hours that must be that are being spent on it in Photoshop. I mean, or where, wherever they're editing these things, Bryant. That's it's a lot of legwork. I'm not a Photoshop master. I don't know how easy it is. I mean, I see it in magazines all the time where you see the same picture of somebody wearing a red shirt and then a blue shirt and then a green shirt. So it, maybe it's just a click of a button. <laughs> but either way, the people to take the time and effort to do yeah. some of these things is kind of cool. It's crazy. It shows commitment to the league. Um, and definitely something that if I was able to do it, I'd probably be doing some concept, some concept jerseys as well. well. I just get really frustrated because it takes me hours to put together a, a silly little graphic for our episodes. And I, I'm, I'm just going <laughs> to use the picture of you and Coach Moss for every show now. That's just going to make my job easier until I get really good at the Photoshop, like the concept <laughs> jersey people. Uh, last thing here on stuff that uh, came came up during the week before we get into all the big topics. Um Really interesting was the fact that uh, all the injuries in the NFL that are happening, we'll talk a little bit about those in more detail, but one of the interesting ones, the Steelers, Big Ben Roethlisberger goes out for the year, and, well, the Steelers' former backup that would would have taken this spot once Ben was out is now the first Tier 1 quarterback signed to the XFL, Landry Jones. The Steelers can't re-sign Landry Jones. He's exclusive to the XFL by signing that tier one contract. So it's interesting to note. And uh, Jeremy Fowler from ESPN even put it up there saying that the Steelers cannot re-sign him because he is contractually committed to the XFL. Knowing that the quarterbacks can drop like flies in the NFL, Vince, what'd you think of that when Fowler uh, reiterated that about Landry Jones's contract with the XFL? Do you think Landry's kicking himself, not starting for the Steelers this yeah. year or? I mean, I doubt well, I, he would have started over Mason Rudolph. Yeah, I don't think he would have. Um, and really, I mean, going back to the you know the beginning of the season, he he probably would not have made the team. I mean, certainly with Ben out, he would have made the team now, uh, as as the backup, no doubt about that. But uh, I don't I don't really know. I mean, it's I, I don't think he's kicking himself. For sure. I mean, he, he's he, he's got the opportunity to to be a star in the XFL. And I think that's what he's after. Yeah, I think he's a good he's got a good thing going. He's the he's really the golden goose of that league right now. He's, he's the only confirmed player. We know nobody can ever take away that he's the one in tier one, you know, the first ever T11 Landry <laughs> Jones. <laughs> I will say this. It, people made a big deal about this because he's committed. It, it's really just, it's not because he's choosing the XFL over the NFL. It's really because in the NFL CBA, if you're contracted to play football somewhere else, you cannot sign with a team. That's that's pretty much the basic concept of, of why he could not sign with Pittsburgh. Would the I guess it's going to bring up a question that we don't have to discuss today, but at some point is what is the XFL going to do when it comes to their players, because they will have to release their players for them to join X, uh, NFL training camps in 2020. Yeah. And I mean, that's just getting crazy with the injuries in the NFL too. So it is, it's going to be a really fluid situation and one that it might be a case by case basis, but one that's going to, I mean, throughout the entire season, even I think in the XFL is going to be something that make forces teams to be able to adapt and change a little bit. 
Uh, it's going to be in that w- in that regard, maybe a little bit like the CFL, who sees a lot of roster turnover because of stuff like that. And we've talked about this, and you could go back into the archives uh, at whatever podcast application you choose and listen to some of our former episodes. We've talked about this at length. You know, a lot of it's going to come down to you know these fringe guys that you know aren't aren't quite going to make. An NFL roster would really have to have a lot of injuries to get up there. You know, do you want to just take a chance on hoping for a phone call, or do you want to get in the XFL, get a, get a paycheck, and, and play some ball? It's going to be so so cool to see Landry Jones out there throwing a million touchdown passes, and then Jake saying, "Man, the Steelers would have won the Super Bowl if they had that guy." That's what the moment I can't wait for. Come this spring. I will never be saying that. <laughs> Can you imagine that the Pittsburgh Steelers are the ones that benefit the most from the XFL this time around as well? <laughs> How so? Well, they got Tommy Maddox last time. Imagine Landry Jones goes back and Ben is like, I'm not coming <laughs> oh, back. Okay. And now Landry Jones starts winning games for Pittsburgh again. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I don't see that happening this time around. Uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully we got a year two of the XFL and Landry Jones is a part of that as well. If there was a year two in the XFL, I don't know if the Steelers would ever got to- Tommy Max. The, the XFL's demise was the Steelers benefit the first time around. Brian, I think we could say that. Who knows if they would have even taken a look at him if they went to year two. But that's a show for another day when we do our historical uh, retrospective episode. We, we're, we're long due for those. Do we have time for any of those, Brian? Probably not. <laughs> not this week. I came up with a jingle. <laughs> All right, let's, let's listen. All right, here you go. I've got something on Patreon for you. Why don't you subscribe and see what it is? We've got extra shows, bonus shows, and all sorts of content on Patreon. How's that? I was never. I was never in Glee Club. You should throw it for you at the very end. For you. For you. (laughs) Let me try to articulate what Alan just tried to do himself. Football fans, if you're not on our Patreon, you're missing out. There are a ton, and I do mean a ton, of content out there free as well as paid content of course if you want to listen to this show up to a day early and commercial free that is an option on our patreon Uh, jake and i have gone through concept jerseys in more detail than we did just a few minutes ago uh vince you and i went through and we did an entire tier one discussion some of those players we thought were going to be long gone now they're totally relevant everything on patreon uh, whether you like the xfl or love the xfl there is something there for you and if you love football don't forget our this is not the xfl show that happens every single week we go into depth about other things that are not the xfl and really it, it's just a plethora of football on our patreon so go ahead and check it out it's patreon.com forward slash this is the xfl show you can get started for as low as three bucks a month and there's tons of free uh, giveaways as well. You can bring yourself a T-shirt. You can be on this very show with us if, if you want to talk to us or just talk to me. I mean, you know, I'm the wildcat here. So go ahead and check it out. Patreon.com forward slash this is the XFL show. Check it out and see what it is. All right. I think we're about ready then to get into some cover two. And and then our later on our hot read, which is going to be chock full of 
bad boy free agents we need to talk about, which is going to be a lot of fun. But first things first, two key topics in this week's cover two. Going for two. Go for two and the lead. All right, we'll start with this. The NFL is going to be, uh, well, not holding it their own. I believe they're just sponsoring it or making it an official uh, notice among their franchises that this pro scrimmage being put on by Don Yee, Tom Brady's uh, agent, is it's basically a NFL endorsed event where twenty to tw- about twenty ten to twenty elite street free agents are going to be there working out mid season. Not often seen, Vince, but. 32 franchises were informed about this via the league. So how this relates to the XFL is in the middle of an NFL season, having an event like this, it's a little rare. It's it's happened before, but the fact that this is going on when the XFL is trying to put rosters together, do you think this hurts the XFL's ability to land elite street free, street free agents with the NFL kind of dangling the, these contracts out there? it's it's hard to say i'm not i guess it depends on who these elite free agents are uh you know i we don't have a list of names i i can't really say who they would be at this point uh it's gonna be interesting well even if we don't know who they are now you have to imagine they're probably going to be some of the better guys who are out there not playing football right now that want to play football because these are nfl opportunities being being afforded to them with this pro scrimmage and you've got an agent like don Yee, a powerhouse agent in the nfl running the whole thing in the league even acknowledging it and teams are sending scouts to it that's big and that that's that's a bummer for for i guess but i mean what what i mean are really a lot of these guys going to be signed by the nfl mid-season i I mean i any more than normal I, i don't know i don't think so I don't. I I think this is uh, interesting. Just that the NFL would endorse something like this. Not often they do. Yeah, I think this is the NFL maybe reacting to the XFL a little bit. Could it be? I I don't think so. What, what about you guys? Yeah. So so Vince, I don't know if you listened last week, but we talked a little bit about this in terms of the XFL being at these events, and now that the NFL uh, seems to be you know very engaged in, in this, something that we did not expect. Or didn't even know about last week. It's 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 big. Well, the 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 XFL will be there, but the NFL to to send an email out to all their teams saying, "Hey, this is something is that we're doing." Uh, it's I, something they've never done before. What would, what would be the cause for something like this to happen? I, I don't know not what the cause is. I'm I'm in. It, the NFL was not worried about losing players to to the XFL. I, I promise you that. Uh, That's true. But but. Are they really gonna? Are teams really gonna be like, oh man, you know, you know, uh, Eric Dungey really looked good here. You know, we gotta, we're dropping, you know, our our backup quarterback. We're picking up this guy, you know, which I would do because I'm a big Eric Dungey fan. But I, I just don't see, you know, like major wholesale changes on on you know every team i think you're you know, thinking, i don't think every team's even going to take two or three guys yeah, i don't see that yeah but i think you're focusing too much on the the player acquisition part of this let's just focus on cuz last week we talked a bit about that but and this is the same event this pro scrimmage but this is now being endorsed essentially i think by the nfl by them sending a memo out to all the teams last week we heard some teams were sending scouts to this event but the fact that the nfl the leagues told all 32 teams this is an event going on 
with some good players if you want to check it out. That's different. That's the NFL acknowledging it, which is something I think we need to take notice of. That's the just the fact that the NFL is getting involved with something like that is interesting when you would think it would be mainly something uh, the XFL and the CFL would be all about. The NFL, you know, they have their pipeline. It's college football and it's agents pro- constantly badgering general managers to get their players looked at. Uh, they don't really need these kind of, of events, but the fact that they're acknowledging it this way, I think is what we need is really the newsworthy uh, morsel right here. Yeah. I mean, the outlet is odd, you know, how you're saying they're telling the NFL. I mean, I, I don't know if I can read Vince's mind, but I think just the fact that they're calling them elite street free agents. Well, if they were elite in the street, they would probably be on an NFL roster uh, right now. I, I just don't understand I mean, that's that's the question here. You know, what's the what's the purpose of this? Uh, because I'm sure they were all looked at already. Yeah. And as far as the XFL is concerned, but so was everybody in the AF. Sorry, Vince, to cut you off. But everybody that was looked at, that everybody that played in the AAF was looked at. And now there are plenty of, of men who have jobs in the NFL because of the AAF. Why wouldn't you have another? This is a way to look at players that do not go through these spring leagues, and maybe you missed one. Get some of these talents in front of Are these guys that were not in NFL training camps, you know, that didn't already get a good look at? I mean, uh, how how much tape do you need to have on on these guys, Uh, especially midway through a season to bring somebody in and get them up to speed? You know, and, and, and another thing is that, you know, especially for the XFL, I'm definitely not worried about this at all because for every guy and for every elite street free agent that is signed by the NFL, they have to cut an NFL player, uh, which is another guy that's, you know, available to the XFL. So uh, there's only so many roster spots in the NFL to go around. So that's why uh, it just seems a little bizarre to me that they, that they would have this. It's, it's a, an event that really is not of, of huge consequence. I think you're right there, Vince, and in the, in the grand scheme of things. But for certain guys' careers, it, these kind of events can be kickstarters to revitalizing the career of a player, uh, get, getting them their foot in the door. Some guys do fall through the cracks. I think uh, while there's tape out there, there's – Maybe not recent tape out there on some guys who maybe want to get back into it. There, there are all kind of scenarios, and the fact that the NFL is paying attention to this sort of thing when you think they want it, that makes you tilt your, tilt your head. That makes you wonder oh, why, yeah. why when well, they have their pipeline, they have their and, training camps, and all the tape they could ever need. Well, NFL, I mean, NFL franchises have you know basically unlimited resources and they're always doing their due diligence to 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 find to to make their team better and get get a leg up i guess um, maybe unless you're the dolphins but you you know so they're always going to have guys at at, at these kind of things i mean they're sending guys to to scout nfl games all the time so you know, or college games all the time. So I don't, I don't see this as being any different. Yes, but the league endorsing it like this, sending the memo—that's what what's interesting. Why why would they do that? 
because they want to be involved. I don't. They want to see these guys. I mean, wh- whether they're going to sign them or not, what does it do hurt? You, do you just want one of us to say that they're trying to block the XFL? I mean, there's there's an, a thing to look at there when it comes to injuries in the NFL right now. If players are dropping like flies and practice squads are being you know, actually utilized and openings are coming there and openings on the bottom of rosters are, are getting available, you need to be able to consume as much talent into your league as possible. This is something the XFL needs to take notice of because the NFL, before we know it, might even end up expanding the, the roster limits on these teams. And then you got, you're talking about a whole different kind of player acquisition process for the XFL. I mean, Bryant, right now, we're in a good spot for the XFL looking at these players, but it feels like it, it, at any moment, it, a lot of these players could get sucked up by the NFL real quick. All they have to do is rewrite some rules and, and maybe put a little bit more effort into looking at those kind of players like they are with this event. The XFL is in a huge disadvantage because it costs them way more money to put on a league than it would the NFL to add a few more players to the practice squads, right? So that is something that the XFL has to worry about. Do I think they need to worry about it right now? Do I think they need to worry about it during this scrimmage? Absolutely not. But it does put it into perspective that the NFL, if they wanted to, could could cause some serious damage for the XFL. So it's important to see that the XFL succeeds, but also in some way, maybe not directly, but tries to play nice with the NFL when it comes to player acquisitions, because those rules in the NFL can change. Like you mentioned, Alan, in a, in a blink of an eye and can throw huge wrenches into the XFL's plan. So uh, this is the NFL. I don't think the NFL is puffing its chest or anything like that at this point, but it is interesting that they're starting to look at something that they've never really done in the past. Can they really change that mid season, add to the rosters or to the practice squad? No, I don't think they could do that now, but I'm not saying that I'm not even saying that that would happen now, but maybe the next collective bargaining agreement, it's not seven on a practice squad or 10, whatever the number is, they up at five more or it's 55 instead of 53 on a, on a, on NFL roster. Those types of things can happen in the NFL. There's nothing, I mean, right now, because of the collective bargaining agreement, I assume those are set in stone, but those things can change all the time. And those, like I said, would throw wrenches into the XFL's plans that the XFL has to be wary of, but at the same time, uh, but at the same time, maybe uh, right the second, not so much. It's the quality of the play. All right, conspiracy theory real quick before we jump off this topic, Jake. Do you think all these quarterbacks getting hurt at the same time is a coincidence or do you think they're all going down and faking injuries so that the <laughs> NFL could grab more players and more quarterbacks and keep them from going to the XFL? All right, Trevor, we need you to fake an ankle, ankle injury on Monday night football. <laughs> yeah. I know it's your first time starting a game and your family's going to be there, but I need you to take a dive, take a dive for uh, you know, Papa Goodell, can you do this for me, Drew? We need Papa you to high. F- Drew, we need you to high five Aaron Donald really hard. <laughs> I I saw that somewhere on on deep on Reddit, Jake. I had to ask you. I'm sorry. Yeah, it, it's just a coincidence. Uh, you know, nothing, nothing to see here, folks. Keep moving. All right, yeah, let's keep moving. Let's talk about this really interesting uh, time frame for the Globe Life Park. In Dallas, Texas, or in Arlington, the uh, Dallas Renegades ballpark, the Rangers' old ballpark, which is going to be renovated and adjusted for football, adding 4,000 bleacher seats, uh, 
and they're renovating some some areas of the of the stadium, including the broadcast suite. And credit to At Park on Twitter for snagging this info from the Texas Department of Licensing and Regulation, because in this uh, this info sheet from a, a government website there that's going to be keeping track of all this construction. Um, the time frame is interesting. The construction on these renovations starting October 10th, Vince, finishing February 14th, 2020. Now, oh my, my, goodness. my math isn't the best. See, I'm, I'm more of a, you know, I'm a, into communication and the humanities. But according to my math, that is a week after kickoff 2020. That's an interesting time frame. Yeah, that's not even math. That's just called calendar. Um, that that that's yeah, that's a problem, especially with the way construction can go nowadays. Um, now we have not seen the the schedule, so we don't know exactly when the first Dallas home game will be. Um, but yeah, you know, maybe they don't need this for you know for the first opening game. Yeah, I think we might have had our first schedule. Uh, tidbit here a little bit of information on what week one's gonna look like Bryant Dallas won't be home Uh, I I have to go back and check my schedule to see if that actually was what I had uh, and make sure Dallas was not home see this information (laughs) was not available to me when I made that mock schedule so I'm gonna go back I need I need a mulligan on that one yep so Um, uh this is uh the week after I mean I don't think that's anything to panic over but you know the stadium not being ready before the first week of the season isn't the best case scenario, but uh, as long as it gets done right, I'm not into the construction business, Vince. I don't know what you're talking about. So what, uh, things can go awry real quick in in that world? Oh, schedules, you know, things are just never done on time uh, unless there's a good project manager. So but, don't you just need to, you just need to book them on the road week one and, you know, make sure stuff gets done, right? That problem solved. You got to have a good foreman, and yeah, you got to book book Dallas for week two. Although, I, you know, Bob Stoops and, and the staff he has, how mummy and the odds being weren't that Renegades one of the favorites to win it all already with no players being on their team except Landry Jones probably. Um, maybe this hurts their odds, or maybe you just have Dallas play on the road the first four weeks of the season. Bryant, would that be unfair? Just to make sure I think that's that, exactly what I had, if I'm not mistaken. Actually, <laughs> but there's still other yeah. seats in the stadium for them to sit. Well, that's where I was. That was that's where I was going to go. <laughs> what, what, what's not going to be done? Deal. But where are the athletes going to shower? <laughs> if you're going to open up a hydrant, <laughs> if you but you have the broadcast suite that doesn't have to be completed, right? There's there's other things that don't necessarily need to be fully completed for for football to happen in a stadium. So it's you need the field, be, you need the stands. Fun. It's going to Jake, be fine. Jake just put the image in my head of Bob Stoops standing there with a hose spraying down all of his players after the game. <laughs> Round up. Bob Stoops would climb on a ladder and like t- take a lighter to the, the, the fire extinguishing system to get everybody in the shower at the same time. <laughs> yeah, the, the field is going to be there. The seats are going to be there. There is going to be power. Nothing to worry about. All right. All right, that's fine. Fine by me. I just want to make sure everyone had that info, just so you know. Uh, and really, uh, good deep dive there by At Park going into that government website. Those are labyrinths trying to s- squeeze out information sometimes, and uh, got some good good info there. Um, ramifications, though. I definitely am not picking the Renegades to win. When it there with 
We at least year one. I don't know. That's going to be tough when your home field is is like that. Like that. Uh, I don't know. Not that stable. Let's ask a true-blooded uh, Dallas Renegades fan, Vince. Are you worried about this, and is it going to affect your record? No, I'm. I'm not. I'm not concerned at all. I don't know. When you first move into a place, Vince, you got to get acclimated. You got to get comfortable. It usually takes maybe a month or so, and they're not going to have that kind of timeline like the, all the other teams. It's not like it's the uh, practice field. I mean, they'll, they'll still have a place to to prepare. Yeah, we're not talking about practice field here. No. But why would we talk about practice fields? Why would we talk about practice fields? I don't know. I'm practice thinking, is so important. It, it practice <laughs> practice doesn't make perfect though. Perfect practice is what makes perfect. Just remember that. I think Bob Stoops preaches that. And uh, our last actually side side bonus cover two piece here uh, on Bob Stoops. The silliest thing I've read all week. And I mean Antonio Brown was in the news, and this was even sillier than that. I think. Uh, Sports by Brooks said that the richest man in all of Alabama, Jimmy Rain, was t- trying to get Bob Stoops to replace Gus Malzahn as the Auburn uh, head coach if Auburn doesn't beat the Crimson Tide this year. And Bob Stoops immediately doing a media tour for his book and talking XFL on 105.3, the fan in Dallas said, it's ridiculous. I would never, ever speak with anybody that had an existing head coach. There's nothing to talk about with me. I mean, Bob Stoops has this awesome XFL gig. And why are people at Auburn so buck nutty crazy, Vince? Well, <laughs> that's just how they are. Uh, uh, this really isn't that far-fetched. And in fact, I'm, I'm pretty sure this has happened already. Uh, I, I believe that that the richest man in Alabama, w- w- who's got to be extremely rich, yeah. um, you, you you know he's got vanity plates on his car too. If you're the richest man yeah. in the state of Alabama, yeah, and this guy, I'm I'm if if Bob Stoops is this guy's you know target, I'm sure he's already talked to him, um, and it, so it doesn't now whether Bob Stoops would actually take this job is another story. So you don't, don't be- you're think- saying you don't believe Bob Stoops. He said, I would never ever speak with anybody that had an existing coach. I don't think he spoke to him, but I think the other guy was speaking to him and he, he was oh, listening. <laughs> I don't think he may not have responded. Oh, Brian, what, wasn't this the plot for an episode of Dallas? At some point? <laughs> it sure seems like it was <laughs> not one of my shows or King uh, of the Hill. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to go and check the archives on that one. Bob Stoops has to shut down these rumors, whether they're true or not. So let's just get that out there. But again, he's committed to the XFL. This is a kind of a sweet gig if Bob Stoops wants to coach and and not have to do the, the stress of a college head coach. What? At least for the first no, season. No, so you're literally. Why don't you believe this, Alan? You're literally I, talking about. The, one of the cushiest, best jobs you could talk about in football right now, the head coach, general manager of an XFL team. I mean, you're talking about l- low pressure and, and, and a lot of com- comfortability and all the power versus literally the hardest job in not even just college football. I would say maybe all of football. The yeah. Auburn football head coach, where <laughs> oh you God. have the most insane boosters 
who are not satisfied with national championships. They forget about them a couple years later. You need to beat the greatest coach of all time every year. And if you don't, you're a jerk. Even if you win nine, 10 games, it's an insane bar. It's insane stress. Why would Bob Stoops ever want that? And especially when, you know, he left Oklahoma for a reason. I don't see him jumping into some kind of crazy scenario like that ever, unless it was at Oklahoma or maybe like Iowa, if Ferret's ever retired or something like that. Uh, I, there's no chance you t- you swap out this awesome XFL gig for literally the toughest job in football. That would be insane. Uh, I'm, I'm almost hoping this is true, just so someday we get to see a reenactment of this on like a thirty for thirty, <laughs> just to see. <laughs> I'd like you to see. Van- you know, you bring up a good point, Jake. What's his vanity license plate say? I think it's like Bob Forty Win. I think is what I want to say. His license plate. I, I, I don't know what what that would be. Uh, Richest man in Alabama, by the way, sounds like an awesome country song. I don't know if it's if it's <laughs> yeah. a real thing. Dang it, Bobby! Were you talking to the richest man in Alabama again? She made me feel like the richest man in Alabama. I don't know. I'm just, a lot of, <laughs> full of love and not good. money. That's actually not bad. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, but this, this, uh, I mean, we're, we're only speculating, but I'd say this is absolutely true. <laughs> <laughs> you just believe everything bag men tell you, don't you? <laughs> you believe people with money, don't you? Not always. Actually, never, ever. But. We'll see. We'll see what happens with Auburn. I think they're beating Alabama anyway. I'll get that out of the way, but that's a topic for I don't think they're I don't even think they're beating Texas A&M this weekend. <laughs> that's a topic for another another show on the Patreon. Patreon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Save it for there. How the hell you doing, Brainiacs? Long Allen Ice-T here, ready to talk pro graps with you. Brainbuster Radio at the Brainbusters. Tweet it, read it, tout it, shout it, be all about it on Twitter, Instagram, Instagram Junior, and Facebook. And oh my goodness, I cannot believe it. Jake, Jaker, Triple J, did you hear about the big SmackDown Live news? Or are you still like a week and a half behind in WWE content? L- listen, people don't know whenever we record this show, this could still be Monday night. As far as I'm concerned. <laughs> it's Monday night every night for Triple J, which makes Brain Buster Radio so good. Vin, man, I mean, you, you, I know you know what's going on on SmackDown Live, so. Oh, do I ever. I, that's all you oh need to God. say. And then, and a man called Wired, social media is going crazy with love for that insane, insane freak. The Fiend. Log Allen is I, a man called Wired. And yes, we are on the highway to hell in a cell. Yes, the fiend is is in the news. By the way, does anybody know who the daddy really is? I don't know. I don't know, but I think we're going to find out who's the daddy of all elite wrestling in just a couple of weeks when they finally debut. They have a new name for their show, Triple J. What do you think of the name Dynamite? Uh... It's a name. It's not Nitro. I think Vin Man will say that for sure. No, it's not as good as Nitro, but it's, it's something that could cause Nitro. Oh, sparks will fly. It will be electric, and it'll probably be Monday night still for Triple J. It's Brain Buster Radio. Tweet it, read it, title shout it, be all about it again. At the Brain Buster, subscribe on any podcast gimmick of your choice. And please, won't you... Let us in.
so there's a lot of conspiracizing on this cover too this week, Vince. I don't know. It made made me feel like we 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 ventured off into I don't know coast to coast with George Norrie territory and talk. We might we might might as well start taking calls from truckers who see UFOs <laughs> and ghosts for the rest of the show. Or do you want to get into this week's hot read? Don't discount that information. <laughs> This is a little off topic, but not too much. Uh, There's been a lot of talk about Area 51 recently. Has has anybody delved into that? I I heard rumblings at work. Uh, I I don't know. Somebody was telling me, I guess, their their mantra was they can't stop us all, which I I replied to, sure they can. I don't. I don't know. I heard there was a guy running running through there that was. He ran like a a four two forty at Area fifty one that scouts are going to be looking at for yeah. the XFL. And Jake, and you're probably also wearing this while we're all, while we're on the subject. But the uh, the big Mothman festival is this weekend. Oh, I didn't. I didn't even know about that. Yeah, in the tri state area for anybody in these parts. Oh man, if you're this looking is... for something to do this weekend, you're uh, you're not short of all, on options. Brian, please <laughs> help me. We need to get this thing back in order. And usually, the guy who keeps us in, on track is killing me right now. <laughs> Let, let's let's simmer down, everyone. Get back in here and let's just talk about how UCLA is going to win this in the the, the, the Pac twelve this year. That's a, that is a conspiracy theory. That is not <laughs> what we're talking about. You know what? Who would have thought that I would have to say we need to make this segment not as crazy and and start talking about Antonio Brown in this week's hot <laughs> read? Blue fifty eight, blue fifty eight, go. The singing continues on this week's episode. It's the XFL show sing along, and we're all singing along. Crazy! How many different crazy songs can you come up with, Jake, to describe Antonio Brown's a- antics as he is no longer uh, in the NFL? Uh, crazy train. Living uh, the Vida Loca. Yeah. Uh, crazy, crazy girl. Britney Spears. I thought they had to have crazy. It's not a song. Is there yeah. a song called Britney? Spears? I think she says crazy for you. No, I don't know. All I know is that, yes, 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 Antonio Brown is crazy, and he is no longer in the NFL, released by the Patriots, and he won't be in the NFL till further notice. All sort of personal issues going on with AB. I mean, he is accused of sexual misconduct and all sorts of bananas stuff, so won't be playing football for the foreseeable future. So, when we're discussing him in this bad boys segment, let's it'll be all hypothetical. So should the opportunity arise, Vince, we'll start with you, where AB is still not proven guilty of these civil and criminal accusations. He's still a free agent. Say that's the scenario. Should the XFL take a chance on AB? You know no NFL team's going to do that, but he's not proven guilty or anything yet. And he's out there. What does the XFL do when it comes to AB? They don't do anything. They, they, you can't get anywhere close to this guy. 
this, this guy is, is just a bomb ready to go off. Uh, he, he's, you know, yeah, yeah, accused of a, of a lot of bad things. Uh, he's going to be going to court for a lot of bad things. Uh, it, it makes no sense to get involved with this guy right now. Take it to you, Jake. Same question. Yeah, we're hypothetically talking about uh, pre-2020, is that correct? Yeah, so say we get here and it's almost, it, say it's like December, and AB's still not, you know, arrested or anything, not convicted of anything, but he's still being accused. We're in the same basic situation we're in today where he's a free agent being accused of some awful stuff. What is it, does the XFL take a chance on that? No, I'll agree with Vince. You can't do anything as long as the case is still open. If, if somehow the case would be closed by then and he was not charged with anything, then if the XFL wanted to take a stab at it, go ahead. But I'm sure there's NFL teams that are dumb enough to try to pick him up. Yeah, see, that's the, the interesting here, thing here is that say he does get acquitted or they all chart any accusations get dropped or whatever then he's most certainly going back to an nfl team right brian and this would be the xfl's only sort of chance at getting an insanely talented player like that we've talked about a lot of players that seem to create buzz if the xfl were to sign them and and john manzel is one of them tim tebow's another those are just players that, uh, the, for some reason, the media covers so highly that if the XFL were to sign them or have them play in the league, that the, the news outlets would go insane. If Antonio Brown gets that close to the XFL, he now becomes bigger than the league, and that's why the XFL needs to stay away from it. Antonio Brown is just too much right now for any league to handle, and if the NFL thinks it's, he's too much for them right now, then so then the XFL should think the same way. This is not good buzz for your league. You know how they say uh, good, you know, bad news, or you know, if you're if they're talking bad about you, at least they're talking about you. Well, this is not something you want to do. You want to stay away from this. This will be the XFL's only opportunity, really, because if he does get cleared, then the NFL will pick him up very quickly. But again, I don't think the XFL wants to to, to go down this route and, and pick up Antonio Brown and have him uh, posting conversations that he's having with Pep Hamilton or something like that on on Instagram. I, I agree with, with everyone. This is a country where you're innocent before proven guilty, but in the court of public opinion, and when it comes to PR, this is a no-no. This is something you absolutely steer clear of. And yeah. A.B., not worth what the the risk at all for any league, like you said, Jake. I thought that was really well put. Yeah, I mean, it just, just why would you want to associate your league with the, with this guy? You know, the the XFL, you know, twenty years ago was, you know, everybody looked at as this like renegade outlaw league. Now we still have some renegades in in, in this XFL, but they're a good kind of renegades, um, the kind that shower with hoses. Yeah, uh, who hasn't showered with a hose? Uh, but th- this this kind of league here, you know, you don't, you just don't want to associate yourself with that. And, and and I think Vince McMahon, you know, with his experience and some of his other business ventures, really understands that. Uh, so I don't see this happening at all. I think that's safe to say. I I, I did get into it with a a family member who said they would be crazy not to go after him. I said, you obviously do not understand public relations at all because 
that would be horrible. I mean, a lot of people are even saying if the Patriots couldn't handle him, he might not ever play in the NFL again real quick. I mean, we'll probably get into it on our Patreon show, Jake, but A.B. ever again in the NFL if he, if he say, he gets charges dropped or whatever? I, you know, there's, there's some teams out there with, you know, bad top management uh, that we, we've seen him do dumb things before. So, you know, yeah, if, you know, if he's found to be not guilty, I, I think there are some clubs that, you know, would be dumb enough to take a, take a chance on him. All right. Well, there's a B there. He's the big name. Another bad boy we need to talk about is bad boy Chad Kelly, who I dubbed as my preseason XFL MVP, even though he's been on the Indianapolis Colts for the past few months. But this week he was cut by the Colts. And somehow, Vince, I don't know how, cleared waivers, and he's now on their practice squad. A, how did that happen? And two, what are the chances now that he's a practice squatter? That he plays in the XFL because now I think the chances are a little bit better than they were with him obviously playing on a 53 man. Yeah, certainly much better now. Uh, obviously, the other teams did not like what they saw, um, or you know, especially to bring a quarterback in on you know midway through, even though the season's not that you know far along, just to bring a, a quarterback in and get him up to speed. Uh, and really have him contribute as a tall order. Um, I, it just seems to me that it, they they knew he was going to clear waivers. That, that's one reason why they dropped him. Uh, and certainly possible that he ends up in the XFL now. You know, he I guess he could tell the Colts, hey, you know, I'm not going to be able to play here on the practice squad, uh, and I have a chance to be a tier one player. Please release me. That, that could happen. It's... It's crazy. He fell right into the scenario that two weeks ago we like, and, and even a little last week, Bryant dove right into with the practice squad situations, how Chad Kelly, I think could be an XFL player, but now that might not be able to happen until January. Well, the way things are falling with these practice squad players that we talked about, Cardell Jones uh, being the prime example, he we, Alan and Jake, I believe you guys put it at 99% that he would not be available for the league. Uh, Cardell Jones now available. We'll get into that in a couple seconds, but th- this could happen. Alan, you might see this happen. Uh, Chad Kelly could get cut at any moment. You're only, you're only um, guaranteed two weeks while on a practice squad. So Chad Kelly will be there for the next two weeks. Could there be a, a signing or, or, or another release from then? Definitely could happen. Uh, the, the Colts seem to be okay at the quarterback position. Who would have thought that would be a normal sentence to say after what happened a few weeks ago with with Allo, well, with, uh, well, excuse me, with Andrew Luck? I still wouldn't say that they're okay. They're more, okay, I would I would say that the, the Colts quarterback situation is better than half the teams in the league right now. Uh, and, and Chad Kelly could be expendable, so this might be a situation where a player goes on the practice squad for a couple weeks just in case, get things settled down, and then he gets cut and becomes prime pickies for the XFL. Oh, you almost triggered me there. I don't know if it's possible for any team's quarterback situation, any quarterbacks they have or don't have to be expendable in the NFL in 2019 with how all these guys have gone down. They are at a premium. You need them. You need to draft them. You need to pick up free agents. I, it's 
but it is interesting also at the same time a lot of those quarterbacks that were lower on depth charts or in practice squads hit the market this week with injuries happening i don't know i'd be stocking up if i were these teams jake chad kelly though is on a practice squad so he's being stashed away by the colts and then you have other teams that might be picking up some players cleveland worked out eric dungy vince your favorite quarterback formerly of syracuse dungy told espn syracuse that he was very grateful for the opportunity and and that he uh, was happy cleveland let him go out there and try out and thought it went well the interesting thing there is that eric dungy got a commissioner invite and is a part of the XFL draft pool. Do you think the league anticipated a guy like him taking an invite, but then also going working out for NFL teams? Oh, I think you always got to look at that as a as a possibility here. Um, but, you know, until until these guys really sign on the dotted line to be in the XFL, uh, NFL teams could come a call in any point. Eric Dungy, think he signs with Cleveland before this weekend? Probably not. Uh. No. Probably they not. Quarterback in the roster to begin with. Yeah, they'd have to make a move there. Um, Practice uh, squad cut or something. Who, who's the Who's the third man in in Cleveland? Is it uh, Gilbert of the AAF or is he their number two? Ooh, no, I, he's their number three because he hasn't dressed the last two, two weeks. Yeah, right now I think they're only dressing two quarterbacks. The the Cleveland Browns. They're like the Steelers. In that regard, Vince, who now Devlin Hodges dressed, right? Is he he's he's not or is he practice squatted? I well, I think he's going to be the number two guy. Yeah, coming up here. So see guys like that who in the NFL preseason we were looking at like, oh, would be great for the XFL. They're number two quarterbacks on NFL teams now. It happened so quickly. And, it's week and three. you can't predict you can't predict that stuff either. Just no way to do it. I'm almost ready to make one bold prediction, knowing with all, going with all these injuries and seeing how who's getting chances at tryouts and all these different signings. You know, Josh Rosen's starting in Miami now. Could Ryan Fitzmagic be an XFL quarterback, Brian? <laughs> that would be a great get. The teams, the teams in the NFL keep giving him millions of dollars every season. I don't know why you would ever leave the, the NFL. <laughs> Again, yeah, it's kind of like the new Sam Bradford. Just people. People just keep paying him. I don't he's, know why. He's calling a lot of people into giving him a lot of money. Yeah, that's that. <laughs> he does. He's he's from Harvard. He knows how to talk his way into a good co- contract, I guess. Or you know, teams have been desperate for quarterbacks, but maybe they're thinking about going. I don't know, younger with a lot of them. Look at all these backup quarterbacks, Vince. A lot of them are first, second, or maybe third year players throughout the league. Yeah, when it comes to backup quarterbacks, I always say hotter and younger. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> that's a, that's a good philosophy for most things in life. Also, <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> Think about right now: the backup to Tom Brady is a rookie. the The backup to a second year quarterback at Pittsburgh is a rookie. The backup to the starter is a, what, a six round rookie in Jacksonville. All these teams well, are going to young quarterbacks. Well, think about this. You know, if if you're if you're a cap uh, money person, you're probably saying to yourself, you know, why should we spend all this money on on a backup quarterback when it, if our starter gets hurt, we're probably screwed anyway. That's true, and and that could also be an argument uh, teams can make. I mean, we all know they've blackballed 
Colin Kaepernick, but that is actually also a solid argument against why or for why no one is signing him right now. It is a trend. Everybody who's signing a quarterback that needs one or putting one in place is usually going with a really young guy. I don't expect him, even with all the injuries in the NFL, Bryant, to get signed. That black ball is not getting lifted anytime soon, do you think? Oh, no, definitely not. And you got to be careful in the NFL, apparently, because if you, if, you, if, you, if you step on the wrong foot in the NFL, you, may, you might not be stepping foot into the NFL ever again. That's uh, something... I was gonna say that's a discussion for another time. If you high five the wrong, if you high five the wrong guy, you might might not be playing much longer either. <laughs> but something I do want to bring up, and it's not on the rundown here, and I want to ask you guys: is do practice squad players now question whether to sign a contract with a practice squad or sign with the XFL based on some of these players that we're already seeing getting cut after two weeks on a practice squad? With the draft coming up, this is a situation that's never existed before for a lot of practice squad players or just players in general. The draft is coming up. You have to be committed to the XFL for that. Do you sign with the practice squad knowing that you're only guaranteed two weeks seeing players getting cut with the XFL looming and risk your opportunity to be in the XFL for the spring of 2020? Yeah, it's. but then also you see Devlin Hodges and you see, oh, you I could sign with the practice squad, and before I know it, I'm the backup quarterback. And then I could be a starter. You know, that that could happen, too. There are the, the multiple well, scenarios what, playing out. Plan. Yeah, that's... You can have the positive where you're, where you're signed and you're good to go. But, but Cardell Jones, uh, Josh Johnson, we haven't really talked about him. They were both cut after signing to practice squads. Uh, Paxton Lynch just signed with the Steelers, right? That, that just uh-huh. happened, but... Now he's not available for the XFL. Now, what if October passes and the Steelers are like, all right, thanks, Paxton. We're good to go. Where are you now? I have a feeling that these XFL uh, rosters after the draft are going to be pretty flexible, malleable, if you will, and are going to be adjusted. Uh, If players are getting dropped off of practice squads that could play in the XFL, I think in October, November, even December – I think the XFL will look at bringing guys in. And honestly, I'm, I'm sticking with it. I, I could see some of even the better players joining this league come January whenever all the NFL uh, nonsense is over. And, you know, they're totally free to go when they're, if you remember talking practice squad players. Um, you in that January. I'm telling you. We need to talk about this. Chad Kelly, if he, if he rides through the practice squad all season long, don't, don't. would you rather have Chad Kelly or not have Chad Kelly if you're an XFL team? No matter when you but get that, it. that, that handcuffs you so much. Now you're just at the behest of, of the the NFL and when they want to do things to you, and you can't do that. The XFL needs to keep moving. And if you wait for players, yes, of course we'd rather have Chad Kelly on a roster. Of course, that's not that's not the answer. The that's the answer to the question that's most obvious. But that's also not the argument. The argument is: Do you want to wait for him, or do you need to move forward and plan your league the way you're supposed to, and not wait around for these? Uh, hopes and dreams of players being available in January. Well, maybe we don't wait for him f- with a tier one contract, but maybe a tier two. Would that work? Probably not for Chad Kelly. I doubt he would want that. We'll see, though. Yeah, and also AAF uh, first pick Josh Johnson. You brought him up. He was cut by the Lions. Cardell Jones cut by Seattle. Do you think Norm Chow's going to get his guy, Vince? Cardell's out there now. Uh, he very well may. May I mean, once you keep getting cut, 
you know, that that kind of means that, you know, your time may be up. That's multiple cuts for Cardell since uh, training camp now. And, uh, yeah, that's the lay of the land. we got some bad boys out there, some some nice guys who just can't land on an NFL roster, and very, very little time before the draft's here. And when the draft's here, Jake, that means we're closer to kickoff than ever. Yeah, and we're just going to wait till that time right now. I mean, so it's it, – I, I tell you what, if, if I was one of these guys who I had to make the decision about do I want to, you know – uh, say yes to a practice squad and hope they keep me around or say no thank you and hope to get drafted that'd be a very scary time unless you had a lot of money in the bank already and don't forget about uh vince we talked to mongo former syracuse offensive yeah. lineman and he told us the practice squad life is a, is a rough life so the xfl the steady xfl contract is something that we think people are going to be choosing over that pretty soon maybe uh, the the league hasn't reached out to some of these guys who are currently just signing or have, have been on practice squads again but those are moving and shuffling so crazily we keep talking about them every week and i'm sure someone's going to get signed soon brian i don't know about this yeah I, I i can't believe we haven't seen any yet <laughs> it's <laughs> It is tough. It's tough. It'll happen. It's it's tough that it hasn't happened yet, but then I keep thinking back to, well, we kept calling out all the people yelling about team names, Vince, so we can't turn into them. So just don't complain as much as we want to. We still haven't seen the rule book yet either. (laughs) I can't believe Jake's the one who hasn't been yelling about that. Jake, your patience with the rule book is astounding to me right now. Well, they got to get it. They got to get it right. I don't. I don't want to rush them and have them, you know, do anything foolish. <laughs> That's a facade, Jake. Doesn't plus, plus it just it it takes a long time to you know to find a good printing partner. <laughs> the official <laughs> printing partner. available. Who? Gutenberg. Gutenberg. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hand cranked. <laughs> what were you saying it was a facade about Jake there, Bryant? Oh yeah, Jake. That's just he doesn't care about the rule book. He wants team names, colors. No, and I definitely wants, care. He about wants uniforms. The rule book. Watch your mouth. <laughs> what about what about uh, stuff in the rule book, Jake? That says uh, things about uh, dress, like different colored socks and stuff, like the NFL Whoa. does. You need a dress code, you know. <laughs> you gotta have one. <laughs> yeah, you need one. It may not be the popular thing to say, but you know this. Uh, this it's not going to be the replacements out there or anything. This is this is a hundred year brand. <laughs> yes, it is. Be a, do you think there'll be a rule that says all navels must be exposed? <laughs> Mid, no, instead of color rush week, we do midrift week, where it's all nineteen eighties crop top jerseys with numbers cut in half. Even okay. that's a lot of ex, that's a lot of extra monies that's going to be spent on new sets of pads for that week. I was going to say this week we're all getting bear pads. <laughs> oh man, that's that's a, that's a fun uh, concept. We should come up with. Uh, uh, concepts like that on the on the Patreon, Bryant, where we like kind of like minor league baseball, you know, gimmicks. Although no, we're not allowed to have gimmicks. No, no Damn gimmicks. It. 
No gimmicks in this uh, league. Good crisp. That would be a cool topic. We we got to talk about our bonus show this week, uh, this month coming up too. That's a that's an interesting topic to discuss. So many things going on. Uh, but yes, the rule book, the schedule is supposed to be coming out this month. Uh, don't forget the draft is is mere weeks away now. It seems like tier one quarterbacks still to be desired. There's so much happening with the XFL. Uh, we cranked out a whole hour worth of programming here, but really, uh, there's there's a lot of news still to come. Yep, and we're got our we got our heads on a swivel when it comes to all these players moving around, uh, keeping track of when uh, stadiums are going to be good to go, and making sure hoses are in place for showers and ca- just in case. <laughs> and we're here for everybody at XFL Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can get us any time of day, and we'll react to you. We'll interact with you. We'll talk to you there. And if you want to talk to us with you know your words, 724-565-4XFL to call in on the XFL fan line. Last, but f- last and final question, pr- I promise. Jake, it was revealed that Mike Tyson is a Jacksonville Jaguars fan. If that's his NFL team, who do you think Iron Mike will root for in the XFL? Uh, I, is this a trick question? No, uh, I just want to know who you think. Oh, I, I, I guess Tampa. Then Mike Tyson's a big Florida guy now. A big, a big, <laughs> big Viper honk. Florida man Mike Tyson knocks knocks an alligator out at the Vipers game today. Uh, I saw a video of that. My lord, oh, Jesus! <laughs> oh man, this. It's foot. It's football season now, and it's crazy. And just think that in twenty weeks, football season It'll continues. Still be football season. Yes, <laughs> it will be, and I can't wait. All right. Uh, anybody else have anything? I think we've got through this rundown pretty easily. Uh, YouTube. Uh, that's the yes. only thing I always I always put out there again. Subscribe on YouTube. Tons of content. Maybe a heads up on the draft as well on YouTube. So check that out. Uh, YouTube.com forward slash. I'm going to say this is the XFL show. Yes. YouTube and the Patreon. We've got something for you everywhere, anywhere. And of course, this show, tell anybody who's interested in the XFL or you strike up a conversation, like we say, at the bar, uh, waiting in line to pick up your kid from school, whatever. And it's someone's like, Yeah, I heard of that XFL. Well, you got to tell them the X, this is the XFL show, is what they got to listen to on any podcast platform of their choice. And we appreciate you leaving the five star, five star, five star, five star, five star reviews. That helps us out and helps spread the word about this league that's coming in 20 weeks. For Vince, for Bryant, for Jake, I'm Alan. This is the XFL Show. Remember, they're listening. Where football goes to be reborn. Where football goes to be reimagined. Where one goes to find more of what they need. A place with endless possibilities and hidden gems. A place where only one's limitations determine how much is explored. A place that gives you all the football you can handle and more. This is the XFL Show's Patreon, guiding you to February 2020.